0: Right, welcome on in, guys. Welcome on in. Welcome on in. Welcome on in. Early drinking. What do you mean early drinking? It's 6 45 p.m. It is beyond happy hour, my friend. Uh, welcome on in, everybody. If you're watching this on YouTube, thanks for tuning in. You are watching a rebroadcast from Thursday night. We go live every night on Instagram. Thursday nights at 6 30 p.m. Pacific, 9 30 Eastern. But I am there with you in the live chat. If you are watching this on YouTube, Smash that subscribe button and that like button and that bell notification button. That way you always get the T in your inbox or in your notifications. If you're listening to this on the podcast, this is a rebroadcast from Thursday night. But I love chatting with you every Friday morning. This is a more informal episode. We'll be breaking down the news live. Um, I'll be doing Q&A at the end. I will be reading audience uh, questions and comments as we go. So it is a little less formal than our uh regular Monday and Wednesday episodes. So just bear with me. We're gonna have some fun. We're gonna get a little Liddy City. Hopefully you guys are drinking some no filter wine. No is where it's available if anybody wants to order some. I'm not saying you have to. If you do order some drink responsibly, Instagram see I'm hitting all the check boxes. Um but yeah, shall we let's see, what are we gonna talk about tonight? We're going to talk about Real Houses of New York. I know a lot of people had a lot of feelings about it. Uh, we're going to be talking about Salt Lake City and and the man that Mary sent Jesus after. Um, we're going to be talking about Lala because she's now speaking out about the Randall stuff and a little bit about Dorit and maybe whatever else you guys want to talk about as well. Let's dive into it. Um, first up, we have the Beverly Hills reunion to break down. We got part four of the reunion and it was juicy, but it's miss juicy, baby. Um, I would give it a 10 out of 10. I would say this is probably the best episode of all of the four episodes. The first one was good. The second one was all right. The third one was, you know, the one that kind of dragged on a little bit, but I feel like the fourth one was where we really hit it out of the ballpark. Answered a lot of the big questions. I think Erica, um, I think the reunion itself was great. I think Erica answered all the questions that we've been dying to know. All the questions that we've had, Erica seemed to have answered all of them. I know some people are not happy with the answers that she gave, but I mean, as somebody that's closely followed the scandal and studied almost every detail of this embezzlement scandal and reported on it and done several deep dives and had many legal experts on my show... Um, I was satisfied and I thought she answered the question sufficiently. I know a lot of fans that are just watching the reunion or just viewers of Real Houses of Beverly Hills may not feel the same way. I'm going to toot my own horn and say I've done the deep dives. I've talked to all the legal analysts, the experts. I've talked to Ronald Richards. I've talked to Jay Edelson. I've talked to Emily D Baker. I've talked to Erica's attorney. I've talked to them all. I was fucking satisfied with the reunion and I stand by that. Boom, hand on the Bible, pat the puss, pat the puss. I think a lot of people came into it wanting her to incriminate herself, waiting for her to incriminate herself, waiting for her to say something that they could catch her up on. And I think that's why they're disappointed is because she didn't give anybody what they wanted necessarily. They wanted, nobody wanted her to give clear answers. Nobody wanted to get, um more context or clarity around some of those questions. They really just wanted her to A, incriminate herself or B, you know, not answer anything. That way they can say that she was avoiding everything altogether. I was very sad. Uh, She talked about, um, let's see. She talked about the $20 million, which I have repeat like everything she addressed in this episode, I was so happy because I felt the vindication because it's everything I've been saying on the podcast for months now. Talked about the 20 million and how it never went into EJ Global. The money never went to EJ Global. Um that was a that was what was alleged in the Chicago law lawsuit by Edelson. Um, and it was originally 20 million. and that's, I believe what was reported in the LA Times article. But now as Erica has responded and as her legal team has responded, and now we have more context and details, we know that the money never actually went to EJ Global. I'm not going to re-explain that. I know a lot of people don't like to, you know, I'm talking to some brick walls out there. If you want the full context, you can listen to the podcast. But I will say confidently as a fact, the money never went to EJ Global. It was written off as loans, yes, in the tax paperwork, but it never went to EJ Global. There was never a $20 million transfer, blah, 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 blah. I'm not going to break it down because I've said it 50 million times on this show she addressed and clarified the car accident she said that she did the time she found out that it was it was nine hours and not 12 hours she gave us timestamps. she walked us through all of the details of it um no there isn't a police report but that's not necessarily her fault i mean there are many reasons why there may or may not have been a police report i'm sure tom had many connections to people on the force um yeah, I I don't know. I can't explain why there isn't a, a police report, but I know that people have come out and Kimberly Archie come out corroborated the story. We've had people that drove through that track, found the tree that he crashed into, found the cliff that he went in, or not the cliff, but the ditch that he fell into. All of those details have checked out. Um, I think she made a really good point about the rumor that Sutton brought up about hearing about another lawyer and how another lawyer and the how another lawyer. Um, Basically, apparently left the firm because the wife said that there was some shady stuff going on and this happened like 10 years ago and how Sutton didn't even have a name for who that lawyer was or any more details. It was just a rumor rumor that she brought up on the show and repeated it on camera without knowing it as a, you know, fact of the matter. It was really just a rumor. Um, Erica acknowledged the victims again, hoping that they are owed the money that they are entitled to, but also confirms that there's no forensic accounting that has been done yet to the Girardi Keys books. Um, And I think she makes a great point of, Money, you know, the all the other lawyer salaries, every secretary salary, every person that came in and got a dime from Girardi Keese, like, if they're coming after Erica for misappropriated funds, you have to determine which, like... What is considered misappropriated funds and where did those funds go specifically? And that's why you need the forensic accounting, because if you're going to come after Erica's funds, then you need to go after the other lawyers. You need to go after the secretaries and all of their salaries, because if you are if you can't prove that their money wasn't misappro- wasn't paid with misappropriated money, then everybody should be called into question at this point. And everybody should be called into question, but you shouldn't single out one person or the other. And if you are going to single somebody out, you should single out the lawyers that had the fiduciary responsibility. responsibility. Responsibility to the clients. So I think she made a really good point um, saying that they should all be called into question if she's being called into question and they should all be, you know, on the dime having to pay things back if that's really what the case is. Why is Erica the only one? If Tom, I mean, they're trying, the other lawyers are trying to say that it was all Tom. I mean, come on. If you worked with Tom, I'm pretty sure you had a, if you were a lawyer on these cases and clients were coming to you and saying they weren't getting their settlements. I think you are also culpable at some point as well, especially if that was your case and that was a settlement that you won for your clients. Um, also, yeah, was there a time frame when the funds were supposed to be due to the clients? Was there ongoing payments that were still outstanding? Um I think there are a lot of questions that still have yet to be answered before we can truly settle any of these cases. Uh, and before any of them you know, can pay, the trustee needs to actually do her job of doing the forensic accounting, breaking everything down, tracking all of the money, and then being able to pull together what money is actually owed back to any of the former clients of Girardi Keyes. I think Erica showed raw emotion about Tom and how duped she feels. We saw her anger come out a little more. I mean, it was less anger and more pain. We saw her cry. We saw her break down. She wasn't wearing waterproof mascara. She addressed the waterproof mascara. You know, like everything that everybody was bringing up and talking about, like Andy asked it and Erica answered it, you know. So I'm still confused as to why people still feel like it wasn't sufficient enough for them Um, the only thing she didn't talk about, and this is the only thing on Twitter that people seem to be coming at me with is the snow in Pasadena. Everybody's like, but what about the snow? She didn't want to talk about the snow, but what about the snow? Who the fuck gives a shit about the fucking snow? Maybe it was snowing. Maybe it wasn't snowing. I actually looked into it and found out, Hey, guess what? One of the rare times ever in Los Angeles, it was actually snowing in Pasadena very lightly, but it was snowing. It was hailing and it was raining and it was very cold. That happened that same week. So, and if her son did live a little further north, and if he was closer into the mountains and out of the city, then there's a really good chance that it probably was snowing by the mountains. Trust me, guys. It may not snow here in Los Angeles. I'm in downtown. It may not snow in downtown. But when I look outside and I see the mountains, there is fucking snow there. So it does snow in Southern California. That is possible. Um... But again, minuscule fact, or people are getting caught up on whether or not Tom was unconscious for 12 hours or nine hours. And they're like, first she said 12, and now she said nine, and she can't keep her story straight. Does that matter? It's a minuscule fact, or it's a minuscule detail, Um She's clarified that it was nine hours and not 12 hours. She talked about saying alleged and how she got in trouble with the lawyers. I also think it's interesting that um, people gave her shit for saying alleged victims when the L.A. Times themselves and their articles have also referred to the former clients as alleged victims of Tom Girardi and Girardi Keys. It is alleged because the cases have yet to be proven. The only case that was proven was the Rui Gomez family. That was the burned victim. That was Joe Rui Gomez from the Hulu documentary. Their debt, their, yeah, their settlement was secured. Their debt was secured by a judge. They went, they fought for it. They got that. They are not an alleged victim. They are a victim. They are entitled money. They won their settlement. The other clients were not as lucky. The other clients were not as savvy. They didn't know that Tom was doing all of this shit. So unfortunately, you know, they're at the back of the line with all of this stuff. And that's the hard part. And I'm pretty sure there is a small fraction, not a major, but a small fraction of some former clients that are like, oh, yeah, I think I was owed more money than what I was actually paid. And I want to get in line to get money, too. That's understandable. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. There. Those is my thoughts about the real houses of Beverly Hills reunion. How did you feel? Were you feeling good about it? Were you happy? Were you angry? Were you one of the people yelling at me on Twitter? Let me know. Thank you guys for the badges. Pretty Trina, thank you for the badge, my love. 3 of them. Yeah. Get it, get it, get it. Welcome on in, Sam. Ooh. Okay, I'm going to open up my rosé now cuz I forgot to do that. Ah. Dum 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 dum. I was actually thinking of having Emily D. Baker back on because now there's like some tea with some stuff. How about Andy calling out Rinna? Um, I thought that that was great. I was very, of course, she is emotional. She lost her sugar daddy. I believe she didn't know this whole time, but Def knew when she left him, and that was strategic. Would you have preferred she stayed with him, Michelle? Would you have rathered her stay by his side? And what? Like, what would you have suggested she had done? If you were married to somebody for 20 years, found out your entire marriage was a lie, would you stay with this man? Especially if you found out that he was now robbing orphans, allegedly robbing orphans and widows and burn victims. Michelle, would you stay with... Like, honestly, please tell me, Michelle. I'm I'm speaking this directly to you, Michelle. Would you have stayed with him? Because it sounds like you're judging her for leaving him and saying that it was strategic that she left him. Which sounds like maybe you would have stayed with him. So if you found out that your marriage of twenty years was a lie and your husband was a crook, please tell me you would stay with him and continue to give him blowjobs every night, please. Um, I I love the I showed up not like LVP. I thought that was great. Um, in response to um. Rinna, Andy, putting Rinna in the hot spot. I thought that that was good. I thought that that was another very valid question that a lot of people had. Why isn't Rinna speaking up? Um, I was very I understood why Rinna wasn't speaking up because I was like Garcelle literally came into the season was like, Rinna, you're a terrible friend. You don't support your friends. You're not holding them to the fire. And Rin has been in this position several times. She was in it with Munchausen. She was in it with Kim Richards. She was in it with Denise. And it's like, okay, how many times is she going to take a beating from the audience before she's like, all right, I'm not going to play this game anymore. So I thought it was good that Andy asked her that question. And I thought it was nice that she showed remorse and was like, look, I'm I'm growing. I'm changing. I don't want to continue to be this terrible person that the audience thinks that I am. You love Erica no matter what. I don't love Erica. I don't, I'm very indifferent to Erica. I get upset when people unfairly judge her. Like, judge her fairly. Like, you judging Lisa Rinna which was judged, and that was fair because she has a history of behavior. She's now changed her behavior. So my opinion of her has now changed. Well, I actually have always kind of liked Rinna, but I liked her for being messy. But I understand her position and changing it. I don't just blindly love Erica. I love facts, sweetie. That's what I love. I love facts, and I love what the facts tell me. And the facts have not incriminated Erica. So... Until you have some facts for me that incriminate her, then I will say, yes, burn the bitch and take all her money. But until then, I'm going to sit here on my high horse because everything I've said has checked out. Andy had great questions and the responses were great. Good job, Andy. I agree, Cat Joy. I agree with you. Mm. Oh, yes. Love me some good no-filter rope. Say Yes, let's go with facts. Let's not go with our emotion. Let's not go with our hatred towards the woman. Molly, all of your claims are baseless. What were Molly's claims? Um, She has no remorse for the victims. What? She, Okay, whatever. You don't have to whatever. Why are you here if you're here to fight? I don't want to fight with people. You think I enjoy sitting here and fighting with people? If you don't want to be here, then leave, Denise. Yes. Sorry. Oh, everyone's disagreeing with Molly. What is Molly saying? I have to scroll back and look at what Molly is saying. Molly said she has no remorse. What else did Molly say? Um, She used the money for her career. Oh, my God. Molly, uh, we're going uh, I've already answered these these several times now I'm not gonna address this again my issue with the fans are they're saying oh Andy didn't ask backup questions what was he yeah what would you like here's the thing because I, I ran into this issue on an interview last week what do you feel was insufficient because here's the thing I've studied this case and I watched the reunion and I paid attention the entire time so if there was something that you missed, Sorry, now I'm getting a little salty. But if there was something that you missed, I'm happy to, I paid attention. So I'm happy to answer it for you. So if you have a legitimate question and with an answer that was not sufficiently answered for you, please ask it here because since I did pay attention to the reunion, I'm happy to address it for you. What question do you have? And I'll address it. And then we'll get into Salt Lake City because that's kind of, that's like, ooh, that's some fun stuff. And then we'll get into Lala and then we'll get into Dorit. I was hoping for more redemption for Sutton. Sorry if Sutton can't save herself. She's not protecting him at all. Um no, I want um is she protecting Tom? I don't think she's necessarily protecting him, but I think that there's an inherent, deeply embedded love for him. Oh, Michelle's back. Okay, let's go, Michelle. Um, I'd rather her be honest about why she left. Just say, I found out about these horrible things and couldn't stay with him any longer. That's not what you said though, sweetie. That's, that's not what you said at all. Your last comment was very different from this change in tone now that you've been called out. Oh, my neighbor just texted me and said, miss you. That's so sweet. Do you wanna bang? Um, the point what was the point you want her to be honest about why she left him but legally her hands are tied with a lot of stuff and again you're like you're upset that she left him and then now you're like no I'm upset that she wasn't honest about why she left him but yet you seem to have already put those cards together again I don't want to fight with you guys give me legitimate questions or we're going to move on because this is ridiculous now I'm sure the people listening to this in their cars right now on their way to work on Friday morning are like, oh, my God, Michelle. Oh, my God, Molly. They would rather be taking a Molly than listening to Molly here. Um, Can we at at the very least agree that Erica needs anger management? Yes. Yes. Okay, so that's a point that I'm glad you really brought up, Farah. Her behavior is not always great she's angry, she snaps at people, she doesn't create a safe environment for people to be able to ask her questions. I understand her life is is imploded, but I want her to just have a little more composure. I get it. She has a lot to be angry about. You're right, Alicia. But at the same time, knowing how many people want to see her fail, I just wish she would calm it down a little bit, you know? I would be just as angry, but you do need a little composure, Ansley. Um, Are you Asian? I am not Asian. Um, Thank you very much. I'm not Asian. Not even a little bit. I did the 23 in me and not even a little bit, like maybe like 0.03. Erica needs to be called out on her behavior. Then she deflects. She's a messy contradiction. Everybody's a messy contradiction, number one, Anthony. Um, She does deflect. I agree. There are times where she deflects, and I wish she would kind of just kind of not shut the other person down but have a calm engagement with them so sorry i was just saying my opinion about how i view the situation and we are able to view it differently i agree molly we're able to view the situation differently but when you come in so aggressively and angrily and then fight with people in the comments that doesn't create a healthy dialogue because then all anybody does is get salty and you know start snapping at each other so just have a little bit of accountability, just a little bit. I'll have accountability for myself. I got a little salty. I'm sorry, but I'm just saying, you're allowed to have your opinion, but you can't be upset if somebody disagrees with your opinion and then want to fight with them in the comments. And that goes for everybody that responded to Molly as well. No, what you want to hear is that she was involved. Yeah, that I agree. Too many people want her to say, I was involved, I'm guilty, lock me up. And that's not what the facts are saying. Okay. How would you guys rate the reunion, this fourth part of the reunion overall? Or I guess not even this fourth part, but all four parts together. One out of 10. I would say This episode, I would give a 10 out of 10 overall with all four parts. Did it need to be four parts? No, I think we could have crammed it into three parts the same way we used to do Jersey. Like Jersey was really good and Jersey was always only three parts um, back in like the Gorga family drama. But I would say overall, I would give it an eight only because it was a little dragged out. I would dock it those two points because it was a little dragged out. Um, There was some stuff that we really didn't need to spend so much time on. Yeah. You're right. This is why I love your page. I can take that. Good. I'm glad, Molly. See, we can come to a common ground, guys. We don't always have to be so hostile towards each other and fight and nasty with each other. Like, we can come to a common ground. We can disagree and we can be good. You know, nine out of ten. Ten out of ten, nine out of ten, eight and a half out of ten. Wow, guys. Wow. Oh, hold on. I need to sit on my pillow because my tailbone is killing me. Solid seven and a half. I think that's fair. I think any seven and a half or well, I would definitely say an at least a solid eight. All right. All right, eight and a half. Love it. it looks like we're all on the same page. Um, everybody except for Michelle. <laughs> Okay, let's move on to Salt Lake. It could have been two parts. No, I don't want two parts. I wanted at least three parts. That way we can kind of break everything up and get more answers to like, or get more context to some of these questions. Because like in response to the argument earlier about Andy not asking follow-up questions, if he asked follow-up questions, then we would need, you know, part five of the reunion. Garcelle and Sutton delivered. What did they deliver? Exactly. Did they did they bring a pizza for lunch? What did they deliver? Lala Sandoval, Lisa Brock. We'll get into the Vanderpump stuff, but let's start with Salt Lake City. Sutton delivered a pizza. Um Salt Lake City, so in this past episode, right at the end, the episode itself on Salt Lake City did drag a little bit. But at the end, when we have Lisa Barlow's charity party, or I guess it was her son's charity party, um, there was a man there, a gentleman there, Cameron Williams, who was a preacher formerly of Mary Crosby's church. So he's the man that was at Lisa Barlow's party and he's the one that told Meredith about Mary's shady dealings at her church and saying that they're bad people and they do bad things. And he's also the same guy that we saw in the trailer for the new season of Salt Lake city at the beginning. um, The trailer that dropped forward the second season, he was in it and he is seen telling Lisa, it looks like a lunch, like sit down sort of one-on-one situation with Lisa. And he was telling Lisa, that Mary is running a cult and that they call themselves gods and that they're not good people and all of that sort of stuff. It's unclear whether that was cut from the recent episodes or that has yet to actually be seen. Somebody told me that his scenes ended up getting cut. Um, I don't know if I believe that. I feel like he's a really important part of telling this cult story, so I don't know if they would cut his scenes, but I think that his one-on-one with Lisa, what I envision happened is... He brought it up to Meredith. Meredith was bothered and brought it up to Lisa. And then Lisa's like, okay, let me sit him down and see what he knows about Mary's church. And that scene is probably to come, not next week, but probably the week after. So I think it's it's coming up. But I found out on the Instagram that he has since passed away. He died in June, you guys. He passed away, RIP Cameron. Um, and it's raised many questions about his death. That's weird. He came to expose Mary and now he suddenly passed away and everyone's like, ooh, scandal. Um, And so a lot of people are like, oh my God, Mary sent Jesus after him. This is what she meant in her tagline. You come for me and I'll send Jesus after you. She sent Jesus after Cameron. Well, I did a little digging and it does sound like Mary did send Jesus after Cameron. Um, She didn't send a hitman, but I think she may have sent Jesus after him because I did a little digging and it looks like Cameron had a brain tumor and had to have multiple surgeries to help, I guess, remove the tumor. It's all very vague. His family hasn't really spoken out, but from what I was able to dig up, he did have a brain tumor. Um, He did have to have multiple surgeries, and he ended up passing away just a few weeks after his third surgery is when he died. Um, So it seems like that's probably related to the cause of death because the surgeries seem to have happened relatively closely together. Um, Not sure what happened exactly or what the tumor was or how bad it was or how advanced it was. I just know that he had to have a lot of surgeries on his brain back to back. I don't know if there was a fourth surgery and maybe that's where he passed away. I just know he was talking about how he was so excited, so grateful to, you know, grateful that things went well after his third surgery. And then just a matter of like two or three weeks later, he had passed away, which is very tragic. Um, His last surgery was at the end of May, and he seemed to be in good spirits about all of it. But come early June, like the first week of June, is when Lisa Barlow announced on her Instagram that he passed away, which is heartbreaking. Um, So, Mary, I don't know what type of voodoo magic, voodoo cult shit you're doing in your church, girl, but you need to leave poor Cameron alone. Well, I mean, I guess there's nothing more he can do. I'm sorry. We shouldn't make fun of this situation because it's, I'm sure, really tragic. And everyone, I'm sure, is now digging into it and wanting to dig up all the details on it because they want to know what happened to him. But yikes. Yikes. yikes! Yeah, I know. I saw it on Instagram and I was speechless. Isn't it terrible? Mary. Now I don't like Mary because she's sending Jesus after people. And I don't want her. Guys, if I end up missing, if something happens to me, it was Mary. It was Mary Crosby, and you go after her, okay? I know Mary didn't kill him. Come on, come on, cool kids rule. Just trying to make light heart of the situation, but it is really sad and it is really unfortunate. My friend just found out that she has a tumor on his brainstem. Oh my gosh, Anzi, that's horrible. Sending love. Leave Mary alone. (laughs) Mary is sending Jesus my way. No, I'm not going to piss off Mary. Don't send Jesus after me. I mean, I've I've blown a few guys name Jesus, but I think they pronounce it Jesus. So I think I should still be good. Did you go to her church? I've never been to her church, Stephanie. I haven't. I don't believe that it's a cult. I believe it's legit. Wink, wink. Mm -mm. but love to his family it's still so recent it happened in june so love to the williams family our condolences sorry for the insensitive jokes but it is really sad it is tragic and hopefully they're able to find some healing and peace through all of this Thank you so much, Laura Eliza, for the two badges. Yeah, giddy, giddy, giddy. And and throw them hips, girl. Bump, 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 bump. Thank you, Laura. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you. I can't wait for the next episode, but the episode after that. Yes. So, obviously, we know that the Jen Shaw arrest is coming next week, but I think it's going to be a to be continued. I think we're going to get the same scene we got at the top of the season where they are getting in the car and they're getting ready to go. And then the feds show up and they're like, where's Jen Shaw? And they're like, Oh my God, Jen Shaw just ran away. And then they're like, where's Jen Shaw? And then it's going to say to be continued. Dun, dun, dun. So, Oh, thank you, Audrey page 23. Love you too, boo. Boo. Love back to you in Houston. Um, So, yeah. I don't know if we're going to get anything juicy next week other than the lead-up to Jen getting arrested. And then we're going to have to wait for the episode after that to actually see the arrest going on. I would imagine, though, that next week is going to be the mid-season finale. And we're probably going to get a mid-season trailer after next week. Yes, Jen, I'm assuming we'll be at the reunion. I don't see why not. I don't think there's any reason Jen wouldn't go to the reunion okay everyone's talking about lala and brock so let's talk about lala and randall and then we'll talk about vanderpump rolls because i finally watched it um i'm not really excited to watch vanderpump rolls like i gave it a try at the beginning and i'm just like okay this isn't all that great um okay so lala is now speaking out on her podcast give them lala formerly give them lala with rand but now she's no longer with rand so she's like give them lala without rand um She has basically confirmed that the rumors of Randall cheating and their apparent split is actually true. She's saying that she's been having a really rough time and everybody knows what's going on in her personal life. Everyone knows what's going on with Randall, but she hasn't said anything because she she doesn't want to address anything too soon. And And right now it's still too soon and she's trying to protect her daughter and her daughter's privacy is the main priority right now. So she's not wanting to say anything. I mean, she basically said everything in not saying anything. She basically confirmed that Randall did cheat on her and they are done and their engagement is off. She's like, everything you guys have heard, you already know what's going on. It's been a really hard time for me. It's been a really rough rough week. And so I guess it's all true. And she doesn't want to talk about it just yet because she wants to protect her daughter. What does that mean? I'm not really sure. Does that mean that I mean, obviously, it means she's not going to be flying around on PJs anymore. But does that mean that she doesn't want to trash Randall? Um, does that mean, like, I don't know what protect how this protects her. Like, her daughter's an infant. It's not like her daughter's going to school and getting interviewed by Diane Sawyer about what's going on between Randall and Lala. Maybe it's like, let's protect her from having to see us fight in the press when she's older and in 10, 12, 15 years. I don't know. But same thing Zayn Malik said when he punched Yolanda, allegedly. It's unfair to say that she got cheated on by Randall, so she can't call out abuse. Okay, so let's talk about that. Now that we've said okay, Lala's done it. Oh, she also did say that she's feeling the strongest in her sobriety right now. She feels really good in her sobriety, which is interesting considering everyone's dragging her on Vanderpump. Everyone's dragging her based off of her behavior on Vanderpump Rules right now, and she has the Randall situation. But she said that she's been talking to her sponsor daily, checking in constantly, and that she feels really strong in her sobriety. Now let's get to Brock. Um. I love how Sheena and Brock handled themselves on Watch What Happens Live. I agree. I think they handled themselves really well. Um, I think Brock, I like Brock. I actually really like Brock. And I like Brock for Sheena. I was skeptical about Brock because so I was like, is he just doing this for the fame? Is he just doing this for the clout? But you see this big, giant, uh, you know, Jason Mimosa. And what's his name? M-Momo- what? Well, Jason. God, why can't I think of his name? It's not Mimosa. Jason Momoa. Jason Moa, Mana, whatever, the big Aquaman, you know him. So, he is like this big giant man. He's like breaking down over not being able to see his kids. And he has been very honest and he's been very forthright about the domestic violence stuff and when it happened and how long ago it happened. He, Sheena did say, and he did say as well, they went on social media after watch what happens live and said that he has dyslexia. And so he mixes up dates. And so that's why some of the dates that he was saying Jason Momoa. Thank you guys. Thank you, Jason Momoa. Um, it was close to mimosa. I wasn't too far off. But anyway, they say that he is dyslexic, and that's why he's mixing up some of the dates and some of the timelines. Didn't necessarily add up. Um, I don't know. Maybe Erica Girardi should try that that excuse. She has dyslexia. But yeah, it looks like he's being very truthful and vulnerable, and I like that because big macho men like him often don't do that. And they would probably get mad and be like, why do you have me on your stupid show, Sheena? No, 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 no. And that doesn't seem to be the case. He's staying, he's answering questions, but I also to a degree understand where Lala's coming from. Well, I don't know if I fully agree with her motives. I think her motive is one storyline. Cause like, she's like, we need to have some sort of storyline here with Sheena and I in general. Um, and I think maybe there's a teeny tiny fraction of her. That's like, I'm concerned for Sheena. You know, but it's like, to be fair, at the same time, if you heard that one of your friends was dating a guy that had a domestic violence case against him and hadn't seen his kid in four years, that sounds bad. That sounds fishy. I understand Lala's concern at the beginning, but Brock has since addressed everything and continues to address everything. And Sheena said, Hey, I love him. I'm sticking by him. Don't judge my relationship. We're happy. So I'm like, all right, if she's happy with the knockoff Jason Momoa, then like let her be happy with the knockoff Jason Momoa. She's not going to get the real Jason Momoa. So, you know, give her Jason Mimosa and we'll be good. Sandoval thinks that he's the number one guy in the group now. He does think that. Um, is he? Who would take that place? Who is the number? I think Brock has the potential to be the number one guy in the group. Who is the number one guy? I guess it would be Sandoval, right? Right begrudgingly, we have to give it to Sandoval. I think that Brock is using this as a stepping stone for something more. He said that he moved here for more opportunities. Yes, I think so too. I think he's using this as an opportunity to grow his brand and his platform and maybe he'll come up with a skinny girl margarita at some point. He talked to her because people, Lisa basically heard his life story from someone else and he felt like he needed to tell his story. Very good point. I don't care for Sandoval. Yeah, Steph, I don't I don't really care for him either. Not a big Sandoval fan. I don't mind him, but I don't love him. I like Brock. I think of all of the guys on the show right now, Brock is at the top of my list. Not for his past, but from what we've seen of him thus far. I'm satisfied. All right. Shall we move on to Dorit? My goodies, my goodies, my goodies, not my goodies. Okay, Dorit Kemsley. She was caught by Daily Mail. She was going to a workout, and Daily Mail was there, and they're like, "Yo, Dorit, how you doing, girl?" And she's like, "I'm okay." And they're like, "Have they caught any? Have they arrested anybody in the robbery?" And Dorit's like, "Not to my knowledge." And PK also spoke out to TMZ, and he was saying that they're considering moving because they don't want to stay there anymore because, you know, it doesn't feel like a safe environment for them, which is sad. They just moved in there not that long ago, and I would hate to move in somewhere and not feel safe and then have to leave, especially, like, just what a mission it is to move and to upend the kids' lives and all of that stuff. I'm pretty sure they were planning on staying there for a while. But at the same time, why would you want to stay somewhere with such a horrific accident? Or not accident, but such a horrific incident? I can imagine, it, you know, it's, it's very traumatizing. Yes, Zach Pack, I'm bi. I like boys and girls. Okay, Alicia. I don't know where that came from. But okay, everybody, Alicia is bi, and she likes boys and girls. I kissed a girl, and I liked it. I liked it, yeah. The taste of her cherry chapstick. Wow, the badges are really slow today. I think this is like our slowest badge night in a while. Not that I'm asking for badges, but I just, I'm normally like, okay, time to do badge time. Time to do some badge shout outs. And I have already shouted out the badges. Is anybody drinking some no filter rosé with me tonight? Not that I'm encouraging it. Instagram, I'm just asking if anybody is. And if they are, which one do they happen to be drinking by mere coincidence gossip in a glass is in the house what's going on gossip in a glass oh my god Sue you were drugged and robbed while you were asleep oh my god Sue you have stories for days girl and my heart hurts for you Gossip, we've been waiting for you. We have been waiting for you. Zach, I hope they give Jen the same energy that they give Erica. They should give Jen more energy than they give Erica because Jen Shaw has actually been indicted. She has actually been arrested by the feds. They've been investigating her for years. So, yeah. Thank you so much, Tina. Tina Marie Bales. Thank you so much for the badges, my love. Look at you, killing it with the three badges. You're like, I'm going to do this. Thank you, Tina Marie. Love you, boo. Love you, boo. Yes, made a goodbye, Kyle. Finally got the stuff for it. Yes. Oh, you made the goodbye, Kyle. Send me pictures. That's so fun. Oh, my God. Did you get the purple gin? So fun. I'm going to do another like watch party like that with Halloween Kills. Not where it's broadcast, but where I have friends over and we do cocktails and we drink a lot of no filter rosé. I'm going to do one for Kyle's new Peacock movie or new movie on Peacock called uh, The Housewives of the North Pole. It comes out in December. So I've already texted on my friends and I'm like, motherfuckers are coming over to my house and we're getting drunk. Dance on the table for Andy. Oh, Liddy City Margarita. Yes, Jennifer. Welcome on in, Evelyn. How you doing, boo? All right. Those are all the topics for tonight. Can I buy your alcohol in Canada? We're not international yet. Um, we're going through a bit of a transition over the fall, too. So we'll see how the wine progresses over the next couple of months. But... I would suggest ordering soon. Oh, also, you guys, I forgot to tell you, the Drag Me cans, this is the last week you're going to be able to get them for the reunion, for the Potomac reunion. We just went through the finale. All good. Um, there are a few Drag Me's left. So if you want to order them this week, this will be your last chance to order them like ever. So get them and stock up for the Real Size of Potomac reunion This weekend, it's going to be a four-part reunion, which I think is a little bit long. But thank you. You love my shirt. Tea Spilling Professional. I know I wore it last week, but I had to wear it today because we did promo shoots for the merch today. We did a promo shoot. Not promo shoots, but a promo shoot for the merch. It comes out on November. The merch drops on November 18th. Um, But yes, get the Drag Me Rosé. Get the Drag Me Rosé. Did your clothing line come out on sale yet? Um, it's not an actual clothing line. It's just some merch. Um, it's not on sale yet. It's on sale November 18th. It'll be available on my website, justplainzac.com. And yeah, it that does ship internationally. The wine does not because there are legalities around that, but this will be have already ordered mine will you be coming out with new slogans in the works? I'm trying to come out with new slogans. yes um it's gonna take a minute ma- there probably won't be any new slogans until 2022, which is why the drag me cans were the limited edition ones. They're available right now for the reunion but once the re this last batch sells out, the drag me cans are done. so definitely order those at nofilterwine.com. Um, I'm trying to do, I'm thinking of doing a holiday wine. Not a full collection, but like one holiday wine. I'm trying to decide what I want the slogan to be. It has to be holiday themed. So I'm thinking maybe I made it nice, inspired by Dorinda. I made it nice, I think would be a cute holiday slogan. I would love to do an or what. Um, I think come 2022, we'll work on it. But as for now at least just for the holidays, I'm thinking of doing, I made it nice. So we'll see. If you have any other suggestions, let me know. But you have to think because it's Christmas, it's holiday themed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, I don't know if I want to keep this holiday one rosé. Maybe we'll keep it rosé. But I'm also thinking what if we did like a fizzy white wine, you know, something light, dry, fizzy, fun, White wine's a cute vibe, right? And then you can also drink it for New Year's Eve. Sounds like a good time, no? Yes, I want to do something in the new year. 2022, we'll do more wine stuff. We'll do more slogans. Or that's the goal. I would love to do it. Or what? Or what? You ever call me a liar again? I'm coming for you. Did you see Kathy on the reel? I heard she broke down. She did. I did not see Kathy on the reel. I heard Nene was on the reel. How are Brandy and her husband doing from Dallas Housewives? I don't know. I honestly don't know how Brandy is doing. I don't know how any of them are doing. I saw Stephanie. Steph, yeah, Stephanie Hallman just did a um, an interview recently where she was like, I'm so glad that the show got canceled. Erica's line about the picture Tom got. Oh, yes. What was it? Um, Nice tits, stupid bitch. That's funny. I love that. Nice tits. I was thinking of doing a merch shirt like that. Nice tits, stupid bitch. Oh, dumb bitch. Nice tits, dumb bitch. Was it dumb bitch or stupid bitch? Nice tits, dumb bitch. Nice tits, stupid bitch. I think it's stupid bitch. I love that Michael Rapaport is obsessed with Erica. It's funny to watch. I actually think it's funny. Alright, any other thoughts, feelings, vibes before we wrap this up? Dum da dum dum dum. Is there any part of you that thinks that Erica might be guilty and Ooh, excuse me. Um is there any part of you that thinks Erica might be guilty and plain us also what came out today do you think she should have to pay some of the victims? Um remind me what came out today? Yes, loca cabin girl or log cabin girl, sorry. Yes, log cabin girl. We will do after party after this. Um do I think that there's any part of Erica that is guilty? Um No, as of now, no, I did have questions. I was very torn in certain parts of it as this was all playing out, but I don't believe she is guilty or she knew. And the interesting thing, too, is Andy Cohen and all the other women, Sutton and Garcelle included, all said they never thought and they don't think that Erica knew what Tom was doing. They all said that at the reunion, Sutton and Garcelle included, those watch it back they said they didn't think and don't think that Erica knew all about what Tom is doing. They're the clo- they're closer to her than any of us are. So if they, that's kind of my validation and confirmation. Is like, well, if they've sat there for twelve, fourteen hours taping with her, and their conclusion was still that they don't think that Erica knew anything, then who am I to question that any further? Based off of the information I've found and the information I've had access to, I don't believe that she's guilty. And if they agree, then there you go. Thank you, Sue's 9067 for the three badges. Love it. Boat Daddy is back. Who's Boat Daddy? Who's Boat Daddy? Remind me who Boat Daddy is. I don't have a Boat Daddy. I would like a Boat Daddy. I have a Jet Daddy. Is Ronald Richards saying that he thinks she didn't know anything? Yes, Ronald Richards has said that he doesn't think that she knows anything, number one. And number two, it's interesting, Ronald Richards and Evan Borges, who's Erica's attorney, they're both coming for Jay Edelson right now. They're both saying that he is not as honest and altruistic as he's claiming to be and that he is actually trying to get some sort of secret fees through this case. He's trying to make it look like he's doing this all for the victims, but he's not. Both Ronald Richards and Evan C. Borges, who we know are not on the same team, they're on very polar opposite teams, they are both saying, no way, Jose, Evan C. Borges is not a good guy and we don't trust him. Which is interesting. Um, so, yeah. Have you watched Below Deck yet? No, I haven't watched Below Deck yet. I haven't even watched Winter House yet. I saw the first episode of Winter House, but I haven't even caught up on Winter House yet. There's so many programs. So there's so much to watch and so little time. Oh, you should have seen me today. like Trying to get everything done and do all of the things on my to-do list, which I still didn't even do, and then go and shoot the merch promos and then come up here and tape the live. Like, guys, I'm trying. You're breaking me. I don't think anyone is in favor of the victims, to be honest. Yeah, unfortunately, no. I don't think any of these players that are claiming, any of the people that come out claiming to be for the victims are not actually about the victims. Winter House is so good. I've heard it's good. I have heard it's good. How's your back? Um, Interestingly, not much better. If any, like it was getting better. It was getting better. It was getting better. um, And now it's not much better. It's kind of the same where it was. Like it, it kind of like went stagnant. But again, like I haven't been on top of like doing all the CBD treatments and the hot Epsom salt bath and all of that and icing it and all of that. So I think, you know, I've been trying to push through it. And now I'm like, all right. I think your body is saying we need to really let this recover. Evan Borges is the good guy. Jay Edelson, not so. Um, I don't know if I trust Evan Borges either. Maybe he's a good guy. I don't know. I mean, is he, though? Like, what is he doing that's really a good guy, other than defending his client that's paying him? Not to say that Evan's a bad guy, but, you know, I don't know. Um, did, um, did, um, day, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay any other you've got to see a doc Zach oh well it hasn't even been they said it should take two weeks to heal standard is one to two weeks so it hasn't been it hasn't been two weeks yet I'm still writing it out Um, I did reach out to my doctor today and I was like hey boo can I see you soon so we'll see have you read House of Hilton I have not but I heard it's really good And I think it may be a good book club contender. Your brows are on fleek. Thank you, my love. Thank you. Mm -mm 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 -mm. Mm -mm 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 -mm. Tell us about your post today for that show you did. Oh, we'll get into that in an after party. Yes, I did do a show, a dating show. I posted a clip of it. I did the dating show. I think it was back in 2019. It was fun. Well, more to find, but we'll we'll tackle it in after party. Go over to just plain Zach. That's my personal account. We'll do after party over there. Um, like I said, that doesn't get saved anywhere. There are no badges over there, so you can't do, you can't buy any badges. You don't get to save. You get, don't get to see the rebroadcast. That's more of just like our fun time together. You get you get it all. You get it all. Um. Okay. Thank you guys for tuning in to today's live. Thank you so much. Love you guys. Mean it so much. If you're watching this on YouTube, hit that subscribe button. Hit that, smash that like button. And leave me a comment letting me know what you thought of the reunion. What would you rate it on a scale of 1 to 10? How do you feel about Lala and Brock? Are you team Lala? Are you team Brock? How are you liking Vanderpump Rules this season? Let me know. All the topics that we covered. Let me know, boo. Oh, okay. <coughs> Let me know if you're drinking some No Filter Rosé. And if you are, tell me which one you're drinking in a comment below. If you're listening to this on the podcast, leave me a five-star review because I love that validation and I so appreciate you. And I will continue to give you guys shout-outs for leaving me those really nice reviews. The mean ones will stay. I don't need to read them. I don't need to give them attention. But love you guys. I will be popping over to do After Party right now at Just Plain Zach. You can tune in, join me live. I'll answer any of your questions, personal, professional, and everything in between. Love you guys so much. Um, We had this week's episode of the this week's unfiltered interview is with Carol Baskin from Tiger King. That was a really good interview. I love me some Carol Baskin. I love me some Tiger King. It's crazy. Joe Exotic ended up DMing me. I don't know if it's the real Joe Exotic, but it's his verified account. But I don't know who runs the account for him. But the Joe Exotic official account on Instagram was DMing me, which I found very interesting um, because he, I guess, listened to the Carol Baskin interview. Um, But yeah, thank you guys. We have new episodes every Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday slash Friday. We tape it live on Thursdays, but it comes out on the podcast on Friday. So there you go. Three episodes weekly. We also have book club every Tuesday nights live at 6.30 p.m. Pacific, 9.30 Eastern on at No Filter with Zach on the Instagram. We're doing Not All Diamonds and Rosé. Next week, we are breaking down part two, which is just peachy. It's the Atlanta chapter. So get ready. All right, guys. Love you. Mean it. Ciao for now.